It's the Horrorphoria Podcast. Don't touch that dial. Andy Gilly and John Richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies. Is it good? Is it bad? <laughs> Is it a classic? Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast. It is Friday, May 15th of 2020. Episode number 62, broadcasting from our, it's just the name of the movie studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. This is so ungoogleable. It is. I mean, yeah. you're trying to do this at work. <laughs> Well, welcome back. First uh, of all, I know. Yeah, that, I, know yeah, I might make my triumphant return. I'm sorry. I uh, yes, we had. Uh, you know, obviously, we've been dealing with. I, 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 you know, despite the hundreds of thousands of dollars we get each week for doing Horrorphoria, I, I have a. <laughs> that, that's so incorrect. We get zero dollars. <laughs> that's that's pretty much correct. Yeah. Um, uh, despite that, I have a, another job here uh, to do, uh, and. Uh, Unfortunately, we've been uh, dealing with a lot of the effects of this uh, coronavirus thing and uh, ha- have had to kind of reorganize, reorganize our department. And it, uh, it's uh, taken away from my ability to, you know, prep for the show. And uh, even in my, you know, in my personal life is when I usually write this stuff and, and all that. It's just been kind of hectic and busy. So I apologize to the fans for that. Uh, I am back. I'll try to try to keep it on track from now on. Hey, completely understandable. Nobody <laughs> is immune to what's going on yeah, right I now. Um, I mean, I guess some good news here in Wisconsin specifically, you know, we've had a couple of our orders lifted. So things I know it's going to take a long time, but uh, right. getting somewhat back to normal, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's good to I also want to say a huge thank you to Rob for checking in on yes. Monday uh, for Thanks the for filling in for me, Rob. I appreciate yeah. that. Did you get a chance to watch that movie yet? No, I still have. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to watch it. Thursday snuck up on me and, and I had to watch porno. <laughs> See, every time we say that, it's, it's just going to seem weird. And like you were saying, Andy, it's just and you're the you're the VP of digital for this company. So so please, please let them know that this is the name of the movie. If they do yeah. like look at my search engine. Yeah. OK, Yep. Like I said, I, I typed in uh, porno shutter movie 2020 <laughs> whenever I and it still comes when up. I with tried. Weird yeah, stuff, it, it does. It does. Uh, OK, is, yeah. well, let's All get right. back into it. Horror movie news. Okay, Horror movie news. Uh, Spiral from the book of Spa- Saw was supposed to open the day. It's been pushed back a full year to May 21st, 2021. Uh, reimagining a Saw franchise saw uh, starring Chris Rock. Uh, I almost said Kid Rock. Those are two very different people uh, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson was a fresh look at the series that was born out of an idea from Chris Rock was supposed to start today. Hmm. Um, you guys covered the Becky trailer on Monday, right? We did. Yeah. Very interested to see that one. I am too. Very interesting. Bloody Disgusting had some exclusive stills you can see from the movie and production of the movie. Lulu Wilson is being menaced by Kevin James in a couple of these, uh, uh, pictures. Mm -hmm. She's wearing this kind of fox hat. That's like a knitted hat with a fox face on it. Mm -hmm. She's also very bloody in one shot. And I can only assume that is, uh, from the way she looks that it isn't really her blood. (laughs) Well, you had talked about it and then I... I don't know. I went on Bloody Disgusting one time, and I, I think I made it aware to you that it was available, that the trailer oh, was. Out. Oh, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trailer. And I told you about it, and it's just like, because I, I kind of poo-pooed it when you talked about it, because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Kevin James fan. I, some of his stuff is, is good. It's 50-50 for me. Yeah, I like Joe McHale. Yeah, I liked the show King of Queens, I guess. Uh, I've heard he's... Not the nicest person on the planet, but that's uh, that's uh, a lot of Hollywood people are like yeah, that, I guess. You here, never know. There. It's never. I'm sure that, uh, you know, people say that about us in the radio industry, too. You know, 
I came up and interrupted his dinner. He wasn't nice to me. Well, no, <laughs> Maybe he had a bad day. Just leave him yeah, alone. Right, Come exactly. On. So I don't know, but uh, I am really interested to see him as, in this villain role. Me too. Uh, the trailer made me very. Uh, there's, there's no, there's nothing funny about this. He's not being. This is not a comedic role for him at no, all. No, not at all. And, uh, and it just, it'll be really interesting to see him in it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, so I'm in- excited about that. And there's uh, some stills on Bloody Disgusting you'd see from the movie. Uh, uh, from both, you know, a production angle and it looks like uh, some of the shots from the movie. So it's kind of neat. Uh, you also talked about Nev Campbell being in talks for the new Scream uh, last uh, as well. We did. Yeah, that was part of the news. Yeah, well, Bloody Discussing also reports that Matthew Lillard would be willing to return to the franchise as well. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He's a great character. In that. I, I, of course, there are some difficulties with that since his character Stu is killed in the original one. Um, all of the, you know that all of the Scream movies have remained canon. Uh, so it's a tall order, but there was actually, I guess, an idea for Scream 3 that Stu survived and was pulling some strings from prison. Interesting. So, I don't know, maybe they could bring him back somehow. Uh, I think it's a pretty big long shot. Lizard's been keeping himself pretty busy with uh, Scooby-Doo stuff. He does a lot of voice acting on that, and, you know, he starred as, uh, uh, who's that guy? The he, he's, he's pretty well known as one of the Scooby-Doo characters, so... Uh, Freddie Prince Jr.? No. No, the other, the hippie guy. Oh, 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 uh, Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, it, probably because I've been drinking so much lately. I don't know. Um, <laughs> continues to be busy with some uh, TV series as well. He says he's definitely available if this came up for him, so... Um, Adam Green, director of the Hatchet series, says that it's a safe bet there will be a Hatchet 5. The last movie in the series, Victor Crowley, which was you know, basically Hatchet 4, uh, was more than two years ago, and these movies usually come out three to four years apart, and since there wasn't an announcement, some fans were wondering. Uh, if and when a fifth film does happen, Green says Victor Crowley will be leaving the swamp, and it should be a kind of a different story. Cool. Okay, yeah. I, I got a little, and I don't have trivia for this movie, but I got a little trivia for that movie. Okay. I've never seen it. I've seen Hatchet 1 and 2, Okay, and it's been a while, mm-hmm. but in Victor Crowley... Three of the stars in there are actually podcasters for Fangoria. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I know it's Kane Hodder plays Kane Hodder, Victor Crowley. Yes. Tiffany Shepis, she's in Victor Crowley. Really? All, all three of them are. And Felissa Roses. Really? That's in, a great podcast. Yeah. yeah it is a lot of fun. They do it in uh, uh, like seasons, not like eight at a time. Okay. And I haven't seen one in a long time. Oh, by the way, speaking of new podcasts, I do want to give a little plug to The Buzzed. Yeah. Uh, a couple of guys from Southern California reached out to me cool. and asked me to check it out. I it was good, man. It was they, they had a lot of fun. They talk about horror movies, so uh, get a chance any any uh, place you get your podcast. Check out the buzz. Yeah, cool, cool guys. Cool. I have to I have to do that yet. They were talking about um, a quiet place. In yeah, the that's their latest episode. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I have to give it a, give it a listen. So, all right, uh, I got a little trivia, kind of related to this movie, I guess. It was hard to find any. It um, really was. It's such a new movie. It too. is really a new movie. I love the actors in this. One yeah. of my favorite thing things was the actual actors. I don't know that they had a lot of material to work with in this movie, but I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. A lot of the performers in this movie have a common link in this hit crime TV drama. Um, God, I'm trying. It's racking through my brain. Uh, CSI. That's uh, a good guess. Law and Order SVU. Jillian Miller, uh, Bill Phillips, and Evan Davies. Um, 
they uh, they have all been in Law and Order SVU, and there was an episode of that that had a lot of castration in it too. I think I remember. Interesting. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, we'll get to that. Spoiler. Yeah, this, uh, this uh, is uh, quite the movie. <laughs> all right, Andy's chainsaw synopsis. My chainsaw plot synopsis. It's 1992, and the employees of a small movie theater in a Christian town unwittingly summon a succubus when watching a weird movie they find. The theater's past and the demon collide to draw their wholesome souls into hell. Um, Okay, here's your spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about the movie Porno from 2020. Director uh, Keola Racelaw. I apologize if I butchered that. It is a production from one of our favorite magazines, Fangoria. Um, We're going to be talking about this movie in its entirety. Um, not exactly sure where I stand on the recommend, but uh, pause the <laughs> podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we had to say. Uh, initial thoughts on this movie, Andy? Yeah. Uh, my initial thoughts on porno? Um, <laughs> See, every time you say it, it just sounds like... <laughs> I know. We well, I, you know, I was, I was uh, excited to... Take, wrong, take a look at some, wrong word. Yeah, You're that's excited. actually that is. I got to be very careful how I say this. I was really interested to see this movie because of its Fangoria connection. Obviously, that's a magazine that you know, in my personal life, has been a, a real. You know, had, had, that name has a lot uh, of impact for me uh, yeah. with my with my. Uh, you know, it, I got that magazine in the eighties and stuff, and it was always really. Uh, you know, before the internet, you got a lot of great information out of there, just even on how they did some of the stuff in the movies that you really loved. And uh, so I was really interested to see it with the. I know Fangoria's morphed into something kind of different. Um, I haven't ever, I haven't pulled the trigger on subscribing to it again, but I, I probably should. Um, well, their their physical media or their magazine is quarterly. Yeah, now, it's quarterly now, uh, right. which is brilliant because yeah. I mean it's just it, it encompasses like like all within that quarter of like movies that are coming out and mm-hmm. you know kind of staying ahead of the curve of what's gonna be coming out and having these exclusive interviews. Uh, interviews. I know that Barbara Crampton, she's a contributor to this now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I mean, that's awesome. Plus, they've expanded into podcasts and stuff like that. Right. So I was interested to see. It. I thought some of the visuals in this were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, it didn't disappoint as far as the nudity and stuff like that for a movie called Porno. It was uh, it was it had some good gratuitous nudity in First it. Scene there of the was movie. some pretty serious violence in it. Um, but you know. Overall, I I I thought it was a little hollow. There just wasn't, it didn't like. There was nothing in it that really uh, made me say "wow." I guess. Kind of, yeah. Maybe a little vanilla. Yeah, I, I thought so. Okay. Right. I, I think you know for for a movie that has uh, all this castration and a burning male genitalia and stuff, it just it didn't really. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, there was nothing in it that I was like, "Wow, this is amazing," you know. Well, here's here's my initial thoughts about the movie. I, too, was looking forward to seeing this, um, you know, being a fan, probably not as big a fan of Fangoria as you are. But the fact that, you know, they've really expanded and, and just embraced horror. Um, yeah, there was there was some curiosity to check out this movie. I, to me, the acting was great. It was. It was fantastic. The yeah, acting really, was, was really, really yeah. good. They played their parts all Oh, so well. Everyone did. Yeah, um, you're I right. I really liked this Jillian Miller. I thought she did a great. I'd be, love to see her in something else. Yeah, I thought the guy that played um, uh, Jeff yes. was that. That was like I've my favorite Jeff. character. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, 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 yeah a little vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some of the gore hit for me. Some of the, the gore was like a little too long for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of jumped around. I, yeah, the one well, thing we'll I really appreciate it. See, and again, I'm just like, this is almost like right down the middle, I guess. Uh, the one thing I really appreciated was some of the color palette that they used. Yeah. You know, I, and I said to you, I think this is what, what, what uh, Danzig was trying to do in Verotica, mm-hmm. you know, with the colors and the, it was kind of our uh, homage to Argento or whatever, you know, with the kind of giallo type. Yeah, kind of a giallo type lighting to this movie. Um, that was fantastic. So I watch this. Uh, I've got the Hue Sync system in my home theater. Okay. So it takes the, it's got the lights that are different colors, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it'll, it'll sync those lights to the, uh, what's on the screen. So if something turns red, the whole room turns red. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, and, uh, it, uh, it was really awesome in this movie. Like it was a really good way to watch this movie. Cause like the, you know, the, when, when they, what, what they like went downstairs and part of it was green or whatever, the entire room would turn green entire room would turn red when it was so it was, it was really cool to watch it that way yeah i mean what they did because it was just like yeah I, I think we'll get more into it but yeah i think this is probably a pretty medium recommend from both of us and we'll get to our scores later on but i kind of want to jump in because i know i know that you had you have a little bit of background in like maybe not demonology, demonology but like the, the understanding so. of of demons and yeah, what they represented sure. and and in this movie it's the lore of a succubus right right so uh, there's a lot of symbology in here like that's come straight out of the key of lesser key of solomon which is like a black magic book um i don't know if you call it black magic it's a it's a grimoire so it's a it's a magic book basically that has different spells and stuff and you know, conjuring demons and and all that kind of stuff and i was going to look up what the symbols correlated to, and uh, I, I never did. No, uh, <laughs> I should have I done that. I, I think that would have this been, podcast, but yeah, that, that, that might have been all more of a tangent than we wanted to go off, go right. down with this. But yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, this is a succubus that they summon. Mm-hmm. The succubus is basically a um, you know female identifying spirit who comes and usually seduces men mm-hmm. and uses her sexuality to kill you, basically. And the, foil of that is an incubus you know not like the band but an incubus is a male spirit who comes and uses his sexuality on on women so right uh in general i guess uh, so that's what we're talking about i yeah. mean and that's your main antagonist yeah mm-hmm. all right so we kick off this movie with todd and abe they are peeping in to a window yes <laughs> um there's a couple getting it on so the, the very first scene is nudity that's right a couple getting it on um, Abe or uh, uh, Todd makes a comment is like I can't get in trouble for this again but you know Abe's just kind of like going hey hey you know kind of being a little deviant checking right. you know peeping on these people mm-hmm. uh, they work at a 90s movie theater showing Encino Man and the, a league of their own so, so apparently this movie's set in 1992 right Right. that's when both of those movies came out I think but I think they just wanted to <laughs> slap you in the face of like okay this is not present day yeah and I didn't like, I didn't get a great sense that it was 1992 in this film, other than them talking about Encino Man that's, and, and yeah, that's exactly League of Their Own. All this the, the only thing they do is reference anything that was back in the early 90s. Right. A lot right. of references to early 90s. Yeah. I mean, from, from the video camera to right. the movies that were out at that time, some of the, some of the things they talked to, and music. Yeah. Because they talked about Madonna a little they bit. They talked about this. Madonna and her sex book and... And stuff God, like that. And, was, and that had come out, I think that came out exactly at the, in 1992 as well. Yeah, and they, uh, she was talking about, oh, yeah, I heard this new emo band, you know, and it was like emo wasn't even a thing back then. I didn't think so. But it, they talked about The Cure. 
Okay, well, that would have been around back then, but um, I just I I was questioning why it was set, and sometimes I wonder why these movies are set in a different time than the present, you know. And usually there's a reason. I don't know if they just wanted to get rid of cell phones in this movie. Sometimes that's why they do it. Yeah, maybe. in horror movies, because you get rid of cell phones, you get you can't Google things, you know, and it makes uh, it gives the characters a little tougher time with the challenges that they're presented. I think the only thing that really set up for if if you were going to go all the way through the movie is the video camera. Yeah, that that video camera, the, you know, the big bulky one, because mm-hmm. my, my folks and I had one oh, when yeah. I was younger, like one of the bigger ones that get heavy and, you know, weighing you down. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you, I could film you and a whole movie on my phone and this thing's light as heck. Right. But I think that's the only thing that was really going with that. Um, so they do work at an old style movie theater. They work with Chastity, who's now the assistant manager. Uh, Ricky. um, He's got demons. You find out later. Jeff, the project projectionist, uh, heavy metal Jeff, the guy yes. that knew everything. And I love that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's owned by Mr. Pike, and it starts off with a little prayer. Yeah. So the, the, they're out, they obviously are uh, kind of wholesome people. This is a, I think it's like a Midwestern uh, uh, town with some you know values uh, so that i think that's what they're trying to show here is christian that, middle america right pretty much. exactly this is what they're trying to show is that it's uh you know these people are have beliefs and um you know are are, are have some faith and stuff so well yeah i mean you think about it i mean they i don't know what encino man was but i think it was a pg-13 movie and then yeah well both of those were rated PG, pg i think or pg-13 yeah, yeah so i mean they're not going to show an r-rated movie in this right. town because oh that's not that's not allowable yeah exactly uh okay so all right uh there's a shot outside ricky's smoking a cigarette and uh chastity chaz i'll just go by chaz because mm-hmm. it's easier to say that's what they call her anyway. yeah they call her chaz throughout the movie uh he's smoking a cigarette you know having this conversation that that he went to this camp and you don't know why yet but he went to this camp for some reason so you think he maybe he was an addict or or he had some sort of substance abuse problem you don't know yet mm-hmm. um jeff freaks out comes outside and throws the cigarette against the uh, the brick wall and says, you want to show up to heaven smelling like an ashtray? Uh, I thought that scene was hilarious. That was kind of funny. Uh, Mr. Pike getting ready to leave. Tells the staff, great job. You guys can go watch your movie, make your popcorn, soda. Um, Jeff is freaking out because they can't decide on which movie to watch. And it's their, their choices in Cena Manor. Uh, or or, or yeah. a league of their own. I mean, so they get to watch movies, one of those two movies. Right, exactly. Um, and they, and they are, they're they're like focusing on the dirtiest things in the movie. You know, they're like, oh, there's some nudity in this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. Well, there was nudity in Jaws. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so as Jeff is freaking out, Mr. Pike, you know, the ultimate Christian guy goes, CBTL. And, and, you know, uh, um, Jeff turns around, CBTL, CBTL. And what does that mean? Christ bears the load. So that, that was his solace. So yeah. you, get, you get a vibe that now Jeff is also an addict that he's dealing with some past demons. Sure. We don't find out what they are until later or right. what it actually is. Uh, homeless guy sneaks into, uh, into the theater. You see him a couple of times before this. Mm-hmm. And he's just freaking out and he rips off his coat and he's just got pants on and no shirt. He's running through, knocking everything over. And then he tears down this, uh, this, the continuity in this was not there for this part because he tears down um, a a curtain thing Mm -hmm. and he finds this door that's slightly boarded up with a cross on it and busts through it. 
and he runs downstairs and these guys are freaking out and they're like, we got to get him out of here. I thought Jeff made one of the funniest things. It's like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Bear style. <laughs> Stick your arms up and scream, you know, to right. get this guy out of here. Right. Um, so this is, you know, this is a horror comedy and some of that comedy was kind of funny in it. And I, yeah, I mean, some of it landed. Yeah. Uh, they go to investigate. There's a whole other theater down there. Yeah. Um, and so they all go into this room, which is the archive room. So it's like, how convenient is that? It's archives. Uh, they determine that there was a fire down there that had burned everything down. Mm-hmm. They're looking through. They find some old film film reels that have uh, that have been burned up. There's this one in like this big kind of illustrious case with this interesting symbol like you were talking about right. earlier. Uh, and so they decide to watch that. They take it to a vote. They go up there and start watching it. Right. So, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the, the symbol on there is, is one of the symbols you'd find in, like, the uh, Lesser Key of Solomon. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then the, uh, they watch this movie. And yeah. it's uh, real grainy. A lot of... Lot of uh, it it kind of looks like a, well, I hate this, a 70s porno is what it kind of... A little reminds, bit, yeah. Reminds me of. It's a little grainy, you know. And uh, and yes, I have seen those. Um, <laughs> I had the soundtrack of like a, a 70s horror movie, though. It did. It was it was some uh, real psychedelic music that was going on. Mm-hmm. So some real evil stuff if you're, uh, you know, uh, probably from a wholesome town like this. Yeah. So they basically they show this guy with the coolest mustache, like paper, like a John Waters mm-hmm. paper th- or real thin mustache. Uh, he's getting ready for some sort of ritual. A woman appears. She's naked. Um, then you see a guy with a goat head on him. And then, you know, once the nakedness is shown, Jeff, the pure guy, shuts it off because he's a projectionist. And, and you know, he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> and he goes on this tangent about, because you know, he knows everything. And he goes on this tangent about, you know, the, the, the pornography, you know, is going to warp your mind and turn you into a deviant and you're going to be like this. And they have this conversation about and, and this made me laugh. I don't know if you picked up on this when they're talking to him, you know, about, well, you live with your mom. <laughs> right. You quit college and you live with your mom. And he's like, well, they were just teaching me things that that are outlandish and I didn't want to be there. And think about how much mo- they were sucking me dry as far as money and all my tuition. I'm saving so much money. I'm going to buy a sweet set of drums and get the band back together. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that made me laugh just because he goes i'm saving so much money i'm gonna buy me a sweet set of drums well okay so if you're saving that much money if it, apparently yeah. you're paying for this uh tuition's a lot more than a set of drums sweet set of drums right <laughs> um there is no bad language in this until a certain part yeah you're right there is Which no I, cursing in this yeah, i didn't really pick up on that until you said that but yeah. you're, you're you're right that yeah. they don't use any language like that until yeah, until so, a certain part huh until a certain part yes, yes. for sure uh okay so todd goes into the bathroom he hears a woman laughing or giggling uh ricky and Chaz they take the movie back to the archive room uh, there's a there's a book so your info dump is like what a succubus is and right. they don't they don't go into a whole lot of detail well and you know this is a stylistically i like this part like where they show in the pages of the book and mm-hmm. kind of going through it and uh i think they use some of the symbol symbols again and uh i like this part because they used a lot of the colors and and things in this in this particular scene where they're where they're giving you the info dump but it's uh i think this scene is artistically well done. No, I, I agree. Let me go back to that, though, is because like like 
when you when you're uh, upstairs in the normal theater, it, it's very soft, very earth tone, mm-hmm. bright. You know, right. you could see everything every time they go downstairs, and I really appreciated this. It's kind of a grainy green, yeah, gray, like, right? Um, and and never hits any color until the succubus arrives, which mm-hmm. you know it glows red. Yeah, then it's red exactly. Um, so you know that's most of the time that's the sign of evil. So, mm-hmm. um, I yeah, uh, artistically it looked great. I, I thought I, mean, it, I thought this scene in particular was really well done as far as that. that yeah, went. and the, every time they would go back up, up, down, uh, up and down the stairs. So um, they take that down. They find the book. Uh, Todd goes down to the other theater, you know, trying to find out where this uh, laughing's coming from. He's just a poster. 10-foot hole, 10-foot pole. Yeah, you know, these posters were awesome. I would love to have some of these things. Obviously, someone made made these posters for the movie, but they were great. I, and, you know, I, I when I was looking at the Encino Man poster that they had upstairs and the uh, A League of Their Own posters, those weren't, like, official posters. No, they I like, think they were fan art posters. Yeah. Maybe they, they created it for this they movie. They must have created it for the movie. And it, I don't know. I'm sure they did that to get around some licensors. Maybe you can use the title, but not really. But they mentioned Pauly Shore and stuff, too, didn't they? Yeah, that, that was it, yeah. Yeah, but... Well, then they talked about Madonna, too. They did, yeah. So I, I, I guess they, they probably you could probably talk about these movies all you want in a movie. Well, you can't use the imagery though, so you well, here, probably need to get a license to to that, use the imagery. The, and that's um, movie the, that's poster. all the '90s stuff they think the '90s references because Paulie Shore was like he was in every movie oh, at, that time. Huge every, at that time. He was yeah. like the Adam Sandler back in the he early was. '90s. Madonna was like you know the biggest pop star back then. So I mean, yes, this. It was just telling you, hey, this is what time frame we're in. Right. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So. Uh, but the, the, the posters that they had on the wall for these, because uh, obviously I get the I get the impression that this was like a uh, dirty movie theater down here. It was a pornographic movie theater. So, right. so this this was like hidden underground, you know, and yeah. boarded up very poorly that, you know, this right. thing was this is what it used to be. And you find out who owns it later. Um, and then Succubus shows up. And I don't know what was wrong with Todd's hand. Was it atrophied or, or just uh, he had? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't quite understand it. He had like a problem with his finger, right? Like, well, his whole hand was kind of atrophied, was, kind of like a claw. Yeah, or something. yeah, he, could, yeah. he couldn't really use it, right? Uh, or mm-hmm. he didn't have full use of the hand. So I right. think that's that was the only problem with his hand. But the succubus comes over there and kind of tantalizes him by doing some stuff with his hand. Um, and then Abe and Jeff, they're they're upstairs because. Uh, uh, when uh, Jeff had turned off the movie, Todd tried to pull out the the reel and he broke it. So they're trying to fix mm-hmm. it, and then all of a sudden it starts playing, and it it's like I, I guess their practice reel, and then it starts going haywire, and then you know Jeff has to pull the plug. So they're gonna go look for Todd. Um, they find him on the floor, and <laughs> Jeff goes, "Looks like you peed your pants." He goes. That's not P. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chaz and Ricky, they're locked in the archives room. She finds a box with those bells that they had seen in the yes. in the art house movie or right. the one that they have found. She jingles it. And then Ricky comes in <laughs> with no shirt and he's wearing baseball pants like yeah. a bit from a baseball uniform. Mm-hmm. And they start making out. And then all of a sudden she turns back into the succubus. She runs to the other room. She sees Ricky gets scared by him. And then they just have this weird conversation because obviously Chaz has a crush on Ricky. Right. Ricky's got, what was the name of his girlfriend that he kept saying? Oh, I don't remember. Um, 
So yeah, they um, yeah. Oh, she got yeah, she got mad about that. Yeah. Jeff, Abe, and Todd get them out of there. Go go back upstairs. Jeff goes full vigilante on this bad boy. <laughs> right. he's, he's got the bat. He takes the bat because the uh, old guy just had trashed everything. He takes the bat from the mannequin of of uh, uh, League of Their Own. Right. Like, all right, <laughs> we're gonna take this guy out. You know, all vigilante justice. Um, the movie turned back on. It gets a little more into it. This is where you see some your first full male frontal nudity right there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the lady turning into a succubus there. They get freaked out. They go to Mr. Pike's office. The keys are missing. Like the keys end up missing. uh, And Mr. Pike at the beginning says, you know, don't lose these keys. You won't lose these keys. If you need them, I have this little box. So they're disappeared. They barricade themselves in the door. They realize that Todd's missing. Like he's not even there. Um, like Chaz brings up Mr. Pike had said in his cabinet, he's got a rifle. So, you know, Jeff, Mr. Action Hero busts that thing in. He finds a bunch of tapes. Yes. That's right. (laughs) And a video recorder, like a big video recorder Mm -hmm. pointed out or it's plugged in and it's on. And then Chaz, they, they, they like, they're looking at the movies. It's pointing into a woman's urinal. That's correct. So, uh, maybe this happened in the 90s. I don't know. I, I suppose you could have it. I think it's much more prevalent these days to have a, uh, you know, a bathroom cam for uh, some sort of uh, illegal voyeuristic activity. That, well, uh, and he had the hole cut out in the wall. And yeah. he, he obviously had put this cabinet up there to hide what he was doing. Right. Because mm-hmm. he had this thing cut exactly where a woman would sit down to go to the restroom. Correct. Mm-hmm. And he recorded them. That's correct. And they had seen part of this yes you know a woman you know yeah going to the restroom yes um so they find a bunch of the tapes um let's see uh there was a conversation that ricky went to camp because mr pike thought he could cure him from being gay yeah that's why he went to camp that's right um (laughs) and then jeff mr smart aleck guy says well i was addicted to nicotine. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay, he, me being he draws a, a correlation yeah. between. <laughs> okay, me being a smoker, you know, yes, yeah. cigarettes are very addictive. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, he didn't it's give the impression that it, that was cigarettes. So it like could have been alcohol or a drug, sure. mm-hmm. or narcotic or something like that. But sure. you're right. He absolutely draws the comparison of yeah. being addicted to cigarettes and being homosexual. Right. Exactly. And, and you can be cured, and, and you know that yeah. that to me kind of it. It was effective. It made me laugh a little bit, but it was like, yeah. you know, people thought that way. Well, that's, then. yeah, that's what's maybe not very funny about it. So. Well, no, no, it's yeah. not funny to say no, that, no, but, no, but no, that's no, the way the, people thought. Well, yeah, it. absolutely. So, uh, Mr. Pike comes back cause he was supposed to come in at midnight. Um, they start filming into the, the spot. So, so, uh, Chaz puts the camera back down and they start recording. Right. And they see the, the stall or uh, uh, Mr. Pike Mr. saying, Pike's I'm going to find you guys. What's going on around here? You know, he's a very, very uptight guy. Um, and then he sees like it, it glitches, like the camera glitches. Now, you have that effect going on in this, too. Every time she shows up, like there's yeah, camera glitches, it, and like, it's that lore of, of something yeah, supernatural. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> he just always you don't know who he's looking at because it's off screen and he just starts taking his pants off. Right. 
Uh, he bends over the uh, the, <laughs> the urinal, <laughs> yeah. and um, yep. he looks like he's a very euphoric. Yeah, like a, mm-hmm. like he's having a wonderful time. Yeah. Um, and this this was the only jump scare of the movie for me is like when he exploded, like when his guts exploded. Yeah, it was like pop. <laughs> it was all over the camera, and then you see the succubus, or yet you saw her hand, like when she turned it into her true form. Right, and then she's holding his uh, thing yeah. in her hand. Yeah, the uh, first castration in the movie. Yeah, first castration. There you go. And she throws it at the camera because <laughs> there's several in this movie, and a lot of uh, yeah, like so he kind of explodes or, or yeah. It's it it's kind of gory. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty pretty decently gory scene. Yeah. So Jeff decides, well, we're stuck in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna in take comparison on. to some of the other gore in this movie. It's really nothing, though. <laughs> no, this next scene is even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. I think you're about to talk about. Yeah, because yeah. Jeff decides, well, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take this succubus on so we can get out of mm-hmm. here. Um, so she kind of they lock eyes, and you know, this is kind of a dumb camera shot right here the way they go back and forth to their eyes mm-hmm. you know she's trying to tantalize them and right. she's she's naked yeah and then obviously he's addicted to cigarettes and he hasn't smoked for a year so she's got two cigarettes that's right in each hand she's like oh yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he turns around and he says that he says that thing again the cbtl yeah and turns around and all of a sudden boom yeah his um his boys explode. That's right. Uh, That's the best way to say that, I think. Yes. <laughs> and then there is a repair. Uh, they attempt a repair on his, um, or attempt to somehow help him with this. Ricky said that back at camp that he was he would help with medical stuff. That's like if right. Somebody sprained an ankle or mm-hmm. he knew how to use a tourniquet. So he takes Jeff's shoelaces, one of his shoelaces. Yes. Um. And decides to stop the bleeding. <laughs> That's right. There is a um, kind of a long scene of um, uh, of this uh, exploded male genitalia um, while they're trying to uh, apply a tourniquet to it with a shoelace. This this was overly long, dude. <laughs> it, 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 it was a little long. The, the effect looked good. It actually was. It, it, yes, this is what I would imagine it would actually look like if uh, some a male male genitals exploded yes you're correct it wasn't just it was the <laughs> it was it was the it, boys it, it was the boys, the boys um, like and they were like out uh, mm-hmm. out to play they were mm-hmm. not where they oh, were oh no yeah to be. no the uh, yeah it did like they were, totally they exploded were out of the uh, usual containment system there yeah, jeff made a very like like <laughs> and and the, the uh you know um uh, the I guess for lack of a better word sack part yeah. had kind of blown up into like a little flap yeah. and they, and they so, were trying to manipulate that as well so, so he made a makeshift <laughs> basket uh, to keep yes. the boys in place that's right um, makeshift basket yes. yeah makeshift basket um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jeff yep. uh, made a comment and it was just this scene goes I don't know was this like 10 it, minutes long or, it no? felt like a half hour <laughs> It could have been two minutes. But I mean, I'm like, really not. I'm really not like uh, traumatized by seeing male frontal nudity in a movie. No, but this, this was a little bit. Um, this went on a long time. Like you know, like every every time I'd watch a nasty horror movie in uh, when I was a when I was a kid, like my mom would always come in during like the like when Ash is chopping up his sister. Oh yeah, his yeah. Friend, and, and like there's blood all over the place and those parts are flopping around in, in Evil Dead. <laughs> That's when my mom would come down and see what I was watching. This would be 
be the part my mom would come down yeah. and see me watching yeah. when they're trying to apply the tourniquet to this guy's junk. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it really kind of, it went on for a while. And, and it was a pretty detailed, they really uh, did try to show a very... That was uh, practical too. I mean, this, uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe if this happened to me, I would refer back to this to see how to do this. Well, Jeff, this is, yeah, he makes, a, he makes a jerk comment saying, well, I don't know if I want you down there. And, and, and <laughs> Ricky goes... What you really think I'm going to get turned on by this? Yeah, and he's like, he's right. like, I have no idea. Right. <laughs> he brings that up during this time. I forgot about that. That was, uh, yeah, I would be like, hey, well then, bleed out, man. <laughs> no, so, so anyway, that was definitely the I probably my, the most memorable scene of the movie. For oh yeah, me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there we'll and, there, the and this is a scene. scene where this is a movie with a. With burning male genitalia, and and that wasn't the most memorable and scene for me. We're gonna get to yeah, that. we're gonna get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're right around the corner from that one, buddy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, so this causes uh, Jeff to lose his faith. Uh, Abe goes looking for Todd. Jeff, Ricky, and Chaz. They go to. Uh, they try to burn the film because they remember in the book, yeah. or they have the book with them. Yes, right. So they 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 have it with them all the Make time. So they figure the that film. they're going to. Mm-hmm burn the book or burn the film mm-hmm. and that's what's going to cause all this to stop yeah um jeff has lost his faith and he wanted a cigarette that's right so he smokes um abe goes back downstairs and again it's a great use of lighting in here because when you're upstairs it's light br- bright normal mm-hmm. gray green grainy yeah, when you right. go downstairs oh, i, I did sees, like that part of it yeah. yeah he sees this this like peephole with red coming out of it mm-hmm. so He's a kid. He's going to peep through it. Right. He sees the same couple from the very beginning. That's right. And he's going to take care of business because he's actually the pervert of the movie. That's right. I actually, I like that scene too, the way they like shot the light onto his face as he's looking through there. Yeah. That was a pretty cool scene. I, I, I thought it was kind of um, interesting as a, a, you know, this kind of voyeuristic scene and he's got this like red dot on his face. I don't know. So there was something I thought it was there. great. And yeah. I kind of like the transition of it, the couple turning into the succubus because right. it kind of turned into a blue. And then, you know, this it wasn't necessarily a jump scare for me because like she comes out of the that part of the wall mm-hmm. and just starts spewing blood all over them. Right. Um, so the other three come downstairs. They save them. No, it was, uh, it was the other three because Todd's still missing. Um, they go like they go through another door and there's like a, a another theater in there. Mm-hmm. So they see this stage. This, and is, this is almost like a theater theater, you know, like, yeah, like, like a dramatic theater. Like yeah, you like, do like a play, you see a play on. on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we get introduced to the old guy again. We find out this is Lord Beekman, who actually owned the theater back in the day. He was in one of the pictures. It was a smut. Right. Like pornographic theater. It's porno. Yeah. He has a stage set up with uh, Todd. He's tied up in chains, and then there's all those symbols. So obviously, he's going to commit a ritual. Takes off his robe, and like he's got bloody underwear, and like it's almost like like Jeff goes, "Now you're part of the crowd because you." It happened to you too. He's like, "Well, no, that's not what I did." (laughs) So he's setting up for this ritual, and then you look in, and it's his 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 junk is in the bucket. Yeah, it's in the bucket to Mm -hmm. be. To be lit burned, on, yeah, lit on fire, yeah. and he does because he wants to bring back the succubus, and mm-hmm. um, succubus comes back through his body. Yes, which was kind of a, another cool practical scene. That was a pretty good effect. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, but Todd gets, he's tied up. He's there for a sacrifice as well. They get cut up. He cuts some symbols into himself and into yeah, so, Todd. And, and he's, this is the virgin blood they need for yeah, this. Yeah, like, exactly. This blood so, so the lore of what, right. you know, to summon a demon. Right. A portal appears. Uh, Succubus takes Todd. Abe and Jeff go through their... Um, Obviously, they're in hell or like some sort mm-hmm. of other dimension because they try to get out the doors and it burns their hands. That's right. That, mm-hmm. This was a cool scene because they look out. They're trying, you know, they're banging on the window going, hey, hey, help us, help us. And then all of a sudden, um, the people on the street yeah, turn like five or six people and then they just explode. And yeah. The, and you see the symbol just kind of appear. I thought that was pretty. Cool that was scene. that was a, that was actually a cool fact. You're right. Um, so they're running through. This is where <laughs> this is the first time you hear a curse word in this movie because uh, Todd is possessed now. And he starts dropping F-bombs. First time you hear any bad language in this movie. It's true. Um, so I, they, did not, I did not really notice that until, uh, I guess I'm so desensitized to bad words, though, because I, I use them well, all the time. Well, me too, but, but I'm <laughs> like, well, normally at this point, you would hear an F-bomb yeah, or an yeah, yeah. S-bomb. Uh-huh. But I didn't hear it. No, that was an interesting observation. I didn't catch that until yeah. you pointed it out. So the possessed uh, nerdy kids, like the first one, they run it, They all run into the bathroom. They're trapped by possessed Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know, there's this this big back and forth. Abe doesn't want to kill him because, you know, he, he reveals, I love you, man. You're my best friend. You've always supported me. I'm sorry for throwing you under the bus because earlier in the film, he found out uh, Todd got busted for peeping. It was actually Abe that had him go. And because of like his his hand atrophy he couldn't get away as fast mm-hmm. so he took the blame for everything it's, I don't think he went to jail but it just uh, he got uh, he obviously got in lots of trouble for yeah, it and, and he, he was branded a you know branded a peeper yeah. yeah so you know they, they have a moment um, you know Jeff wants to kill him so back in the normal world uh, Chaz and Ricky decide to make up with this plan let's summon because they they uh, Chaz has this epiphany of, oh, so we need to summon the succubus, have her in her true form, and only kill her with this knife. So Ricky decides to play the bait, you know, and a guy shows up, and they're doing whatever yeah. they're doing, and yeah. you know, Chaz keeps going, I'm going to ring the bell, I'm going to ring, because to ring the bell, that will summon the succubus, like right. succubus's true form. Right. So she, And she rings it, and then all of a sudden, succubus appears uh, there's this there's the CG blood when she's scratching Ricky. Yeah. Gets stabbed in the head and um, like she disappears. She like her spirit goes back into the case where the, the movie was um, and they break she out. Gets trapped in the case. Yeah. yeah so so they, they aren't able to kill her, or get rid of her, but they're able to trap her back in the movie that they uh, let out. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Did we miss anything? <laughs> I think that's a pretty thorough uh, recount of what happened in porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I, I can go first. You know, this was um, th- this wasn't a bad movie. I didn't. I, I mean, if it, it's uh, it's a solidly OK horror movie. It's got some moment. It's moments. And uh, it definitely has some memorable scenes. Um like the ones we talked about, I, I just didn't. I think the overall plot and everything was just kind of vanilla and boring. I guess I, I wasn't super involved with uh, none of the characters really stood out. Although the actors themselves did a great job, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like the characters themselves, with the exception of um, of uh, heavy metal, um, heavy metal Jeff. Jeff, yeah, he uh, that was a pretty good character. And when he was on the screen, he. He stole the stole the show. I yeah, mean, he, I, I thought he was. Uh, 
he was a little over the top and stuff. So, and the kid, the guy played him well. Um, but overall, I, it was another one of these movies. I'm kind of looking at the timer eventually and, and thinking, oh, this has got 10 minutes left yet. Come on, let's get on with the show. I felt the same way, and it's only an hour and 30 minutes. It was an hour and 30 minute movie, right. Uh, so I'm going to give this two and a half stars. I thought visually it was a really pretty good movie. The effects were amazing. There was uh, definitely a uh, uh, graphic scene of uh, male genital mutilation that was memorable <laughs> and a great practical effect, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, that was whoever put that effect together, th- that was um, exactly how that would probably look if it happened. But <laughs> It lingered on it too long, dude. <laughs> it, it, Way it, too long. It, it, it may have, but, uh, you know, overall, I give porno about two and a half stars. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love the color palette. I love like the the artistic decision to do that. Yeah, absolutely. and it was done very very well. It was done very well. I um, agree. I I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you. I think the acting was fantastic. It was. Um, and I was thinking vanilla, but now I'm le- thinking. You know, as we've talked about it, is cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. There was nothing cohesive about this movie. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it doesn't really weave this nice blanket of you know bringing everything together it just felt choppy mm-hmm. um you know you didn't really need to know who the characters were i think they did a, a well enough job to tell you who the characters were you know this was your you know your pervert your, this is your clingy friend that that just will you know he's the he's the follower he'll do whatever you say right and i thought it was great that their relationship was great um, you know, you didn't get a whole lot of why Ricky and, and Chaz or, or why Chastity had a, uh, an attracting attraction to Ricky. There was never that explanation. No. Um, yeah, that was you know, kind of he lied about having a girlfriend, whatever her name was. And mm-hmm. it's just like, OK, so, so I'll say the problem I had with it is cohesiveness. If, yeah. there, if it would have been a little more of that, a little more attention to detail, it would be a higher score for me so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right there with you i'm saying a two and a half yeah i mean exactly if there's if you haven't seen it and you, I, I would definitely check it out i i don't uh, it's not something to avoid it was it was a it was a it's really it was a very competently made movie yeah. again i mean this is a this is a well-made movie yeah it's not terrible no it, it's and it's not terrible but it's, it's not anything spectacular either i'm not going to remember this you know five years from the now, only thing you're uh, going to remember is like like one or two scenes and, and dancing around googling it at work so <laughs> <laughs> remember when i had to google you porno mean, at work yeah make it a perfectly clear to your bosses like hey listen i'm just doing research for a movie here it's that's what it's called that is exactly you're so right. two and a half um Kind of what we did in, in in our intro. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a classic? Definitely not a classic. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's good. It's I good. think it's good. Yeah, I, I I do think it's good. I think it's a good movie. It's it, like I said, it's got it's got thing, uh, aspects of it that are good. I would say this is if you're going to buy a movie or or rent, I would say The Invisible Man is a definite rent. I would say wait for this one till it comes on to Shutter. So I would say you'd wait another couple of months, see it on Shutter. Totally, I, I think that's that would be a good call. Yeah, so there you go. It is a good movie, but man, that shot was too long. (laughs) All right, next week we are going to be talking about The Autopsy of Jane Doe from 2016, an Andre Oberdahl movie. We're going to wrap up the uh, month of May. We are going to pay tribute to uh, Stuart Gordon. We're going to review his 
classic reanimator when's the last time you saw that movie oh man i actually think it uh, might have been it's probably in the 90s really yeah I, I think the 90s is the last time i saw reanimator it's well, it's been a long well, time they just put it back on the shutter so uh oh, nice. you'll, you'll, you'll have some time to look at that Excellent. but uh everybody stay safe out there have a wonderful weekend don't forget to rate and review us um listen to us wherever you get your podcast don't forget to get andy's book the siberian incident <laughs> two and one on amazon or wherever you is it just amazon yeah amazon okay just on amazon but make sure you get it thanks so much for listening everybody have a wonderful weekend